Welcome back, MTN Giants podcast, doing a delayed reaction. I mean, this is probably the longest I've ever taken to react to a Giants game. I always do it the night of, but just wasn't up for it yesterday. There wasn't much to talk about. Like, this is the kind of game you watch it, and it was close at halftime. It was a boring game, but close at halftime. But the second half, they were so lifeless, and nothing good happened. So there, there really wasn't much to, like, look forward to talking about. So, obviously, the Giants won too many games where I'm getting hyped over Drake May and Caleb Williams at this point, but they do have the seventh pick right now. I'm hoping that they can get to uh, the top five. We'll see how the rest of the year goes. I, I don't feel good about winning a game the rest of the year because I think it's the Eagles twice and the Rams in between, so that's going to be tough, obviously. But the Giants lose 24-6, to so obviously a disappointing one. Did not get in the end zone. Giants lost their kicker to a hamstring injury. Uh, we did see our punter make a 40-yard field goal. That was pretty cool. So Jamie Gillen knocked that one through. But, yeah, just guys on defense just didn't look like they were trying in the second half. The offense had nothing going. Seven sacks were allowed. Um, the DeVito magic's over. I, I thought it can go on for one more week. I thought for sure against Philly it'd be over. But I thought the DeVito thing can go on for at least one more week. And the Saints said, nah, we're not having it. And they did the whole, like, you know, celebration thing. And it was bound to happen eventually. You know what I mean? Like, if you're an opposing team seeing that, like, I don't blame them for doing that. But, you know, DeVito had his 15 minutes of fame. I still think the Giants made him starter next week. So he'll get another crack at it. But the Giants probably don't have much of a chance next week at Philadelphia with this kind of roster. So um, last time I checked, they were like 10 and a half point underdogs. Uh, I know Philly plays tonight, so that can change. So we'll see what happens. But anyway, we'll go over the offense, the defense, talk some big picture stuff at the end. Hope you guys enjoy and let's get into it. So for the Giants offense, yeah, it wasn't pretty. As I mentioned, no touchdowns. DeVito was 20 for 34, 177 yards passing sacked seven times had that long completion to Slayton at the end but it was pretty much garbage time um just so many checkdowns in this game that was the problem I feel like the Saints were just taking anything away deep and DeVito had a couple of nice runs for a first down but in terms of passing the ball deep there was nothing there they had one you know throw that went for like 30 yards to Darren Waller but that was a slant that he had a lot of yards after catch on so Aside from that Slayton deep ball, the offense really was not too vertical. As I mentioned, a lot of checkdowns. Um, Tyrod came in for four throws. Of course, DeVito almost had that, like, I don't want to say, like, near concussion, but a play where his head looked kind of like, you know, I don't know. I forget if his head hit the turf or not, but I thought it was a head injury, but he got checked in the tent, came back out, so he was fine, good to go in the second half. Took an absolute beating, though. I give him credit for, you know, sticking out there and, and getting through that game, but it was definitely not an easy one. Um, running the ball-wise, very disappointing for Saquon Barkley. I mentioned DeVito. He, he carried the ball four times for 36 yards officially, so that's really good for DeVito. But for Saquon, only nine carries for uh, nine carries for 14 yards, 1.6 a carry. His longest carry was four yards. I mean, the Saints were looking for that. And the Saints run defense coming into this, they were not good. Like, they were having some trouble the previous few weeks. And, you know, I, I figured Saquon had a favorable matchup here. But turns out that was not the case. For the receivers, I mean, Slayton had the big catch at the end once again, a 33-yard catch. Waller had the one that went for 29 yards. 
but nobody else really did much. I mean, Saquon had a 17-yard catch, that really nice like one-hander on his helmet. I think that was the first drive or second drive. It was early in the game. But um, aside from that, really not much happened with the receivers. I think Wandale may have had a nice catch as long as it was 13. It's probably the catch I'm thinking of, but... Nobody else did much. You had the checkdowns. Eric Gray, three catches for six yards. Bellinger, two for 13. Bellinger just missed the first down on the uh, on the first drive. But I think there was roughing the punter anyway, so it didn't matter. But, you know, Jalen Hyatt, three targets, no catches. I forget if he had a drop. I feel like he did. I could be wrong. But, you know, Hyatt didn't do much in this game, obviously. I wish that kid had a quarterback that can throw the ball deep. But DeVito's not that kind of guy, pretty much. Um, the offensive line... Nothing good to say, really. Um, you can tell Andrew Thomas is not healthy. It's a shame he's still playing. I don't know why he's still playing. The guy I want to see play is not even playing, and that's Evan Neal, right? Like, Evan Neal's the guy I want to see play, but he's been missing, like, the last five games or six games, whatever it is, with this ankle injury. So, you know, hoping he gets back for the last three games. And, and you know, of course, that's against a, a great defense in Philly next week. That's a great task for him, but, you know, I don't know if he'll be back or not. Um, Justin Pugh was horrible. I feel like, you know, he's a good guy, obviously. He was a giant for a long time, had a nice career here, but it's just past your prime, buddy. Like, I don't know what else to say. Um, John Michael Schmitz, probably not his best game either. It's just very inconsistent rookie year. I mean, at least we've seen flashes of, of him playing well, so I'm not like completely down on him. Um, Bredesen, like, you know, also wasn't that great. I feel like the interior guys just did not play well in this game. Like, the interior offensive line was not good. They couldn't pick up a stunt. It felt like it was 2018 versus Dallas again. Like, it was just horrible like that. Um, Tyree Phillips was okay at right tackle, but he's Tyree Phillips. So, but yeah, offensive line, not great in this game. Even the run blocking was not there. As I mentioned, Saquon can get nothing going. So, that was a shame. But just a very boring offensive game for the Giants. Defensively, um, you know, guys, Dexter Lawrence, I think, was on a snap count. He's been pretty much not playing his, um, you know, full amount of snaps ever since the hamstring injury. And Kayvon Thibodeau once again went missing. You know, he's a guy who we went over this. I, I made the bye week questions video. Somebody asked me about my thoughts on Kayvon. And I like Kayvon a lot, but when he's off, he's off like he is just completely out of the game like he made no impact whatsoever yesterday i um this is a benefit of doing the video late but you know i saw the the pff pass rushing grades and let me look it up real quick once again so pass rush grades his win rate which pff it's kind of a subjective thing but like you know pff win rate you know determines like does a pass rusher win that rep or not so the win rate for Kayvon Thibodeau in this game, I believe, was like 3%. And that is a horrendous number, yeah, 3.8%. <laughs> so a horrible number. For reference, guys that are like top of the league in win percentage are like Miles Garrett and, you know, whoever else is around there. They're around like 26, 25, 24%. This man had a 3% win rate. I went down to the you know, Sam Hubbard, who's like the 49th ranked in win percentage, he was at like 9%. So that's 49th in the league. And Kayvon was a third of that. Like that's how bad he was with rushing the passer yesterday. So very disappointing. Dexter Lawrence had a 6% win rate. So not much better. But 
just you know, those guys were invisible. If you have Dexter Lawrence and Kayvon Thibodeau invisible on this defense, like it's gonna go bad, and that's pretty much how it went. Um, Pinnock had the sack, that was good to see, but you know, the secondary didn't play too well. I feel like Adoree Jackson's horrible now. I don't know what happened to the guy. I mean, I get he's a bit older now. I think I think he's like 28, so he's not that old. He might be 27. So he's not crazy old, but for some reason, Adoree Jackson has not been that guy this year. There was the one catch to, I think it was A.T. Perry. He caught that very deep curl route, and Adoree Jackson was just late to break on it, and he caught that five yards in front of the line of uh, in front of the in front of the line to gain. And he just turned up field right in front of Adoree Jackson for a first down. I think this was late in the game, probably fourth quarter, so it was over by that point. But just disappointing to see that from a guy who was supposed to be your best corner. Um, for Deontay Banks, I wasn't really impressed. It wasn't his best game either. Um, who else? I mean, Cordell Flott, I think, missed a tackle in this game, so that sucked. But, you know, he wasn't that great either. Really, nobody played that well. Michael McFadden had an off game. Um... I think Ashawn Robinson played the best. Ashawn Robinson, I think, had like eight tackles, which was by far the best. Let's see if PFF has like a run defense grade here. His run defense grade was 81, so that's very good, obviously. Um, but aside from him, like nobody really was that great against the run. Um, Pinnock was given a 72 grade, Okereke a 70, so okay. But I feel like Ashawn Robinson's the only guy that stuck out. But once again, when Kayvon and Dexter Lawrence are invisible, it's tough for this defense to be good. I think we know that. So Aziz Ojolari had a nice pass breakup. Or it wasn't a pass breakup, but it was like a nice play in coverage. I think he like held him to like a three or four yard gain. So he made that play, but I didn't see much from Aziz as a pass rusher in this game. So that was a shame. But um what else? I mean, Jihad Ward doesn't make much of an impact. Isaiah Simmons did not have his best game, obviously. Yeah, I just wasn't too impressed. I felt like guys were just kind of giving up in the second half. There was that touchdown by Jawan Johnson. I think it was the second Saints touchdown. And it was a play where Johnson went up the seam and Taysom Hill was like going deep down the right sideline. And I think it was pretty much just a Dory Jackson left on an island by himself. And... It was an easy pitch and catch for Derek Carr to Jawan Johnson for a touchdown, but it seemed like after that play, Adoree Jackson was looking around like he thought somebody else would be there to help him, but nobody else was there. So um, that could have been a miscommunication there, but you know it could have been a situation where two receivers were somewhat in the same area, and Adoree Jackson had to pick which one to go to, and he didn't pick either, and it was a touchdown for Jawan Johnson. So... The one that went to Jimmy Graham, you can tell that Mike and McFadden kind of got uh, caught peeking in the backfield, so that happens, but Jimmy Graham still scoring touchdowns like it's 2011, so that's crazy, but the Giants offense was 2 for 16 on third down, I mean, that's part of the reason they lost this game. Um, I don't know why they got away from the run so early, like they just came out passing the ball a whole lot, and I just was not expecting them, so, you know. I'm not that hurt over the loss. Like, it doesn't matter. They weren't making the playoffs anyway. But still, like, I don't know why they came out with that game plan. And Saquon's, like, snap count was really not that much. I feel like Saquon did not play in this game a whole lot. Um, I'll look up the snap counts real quick. But we saw a good amount of Eric Gray, a good amount of Matt Breda. But let's take a look here. So New York Giants snap counts. Saquon played 50% of the snaps. That's weird. I mean, this is ever since week 11, he's had 91%, 81%, 86%, 
and today or yesterday it dropped to 50 percent so i don't know why it was such a massive drop off it's really odd to see but matt breda played 39 percent of the snaps and eric gray aside from that one time in week five when i think he was like the co-starter this was by far his highest percentage he played 18 percent of the snaps and before that it was four percent so eric gray out of nowhere played a good amount I feel like some of that was in garbage time, of course, but still, I mean, it's just weird that Saquon was not playing as much as he usually does. Um, they made Derek Carr look like Tom Brady out there, so that wasn't fun. Like, I don't think Derek Carr is that good, but he looked phenomenal in this game, so got to give him credit. And that's without his wide receiver one and his best offensive lineman. So, you know, Ramchek was out. Chris Olave was out. Of course, Michael Thomas is out. So to get torched by... Derek Mid, as I call him, in that situation, that's rough to see. So the Giants, you know, defense, that you can't have that. Um, I mentioned Darren Waller at one time. He was back. He made that one nice catch, but he was on a limited snap count as well. Uh, what else? Blake Rupi made a 50-yard field goal to go up by 10. That's when I pretty much thought the game was over. And I feel like, you know, Blake Rupi's missed those kicks before, but, you know, indoors, home game, I guess it's more likely you make that kick. Alvin Kamara had a good amount of um, chunk plays as a running back, you know, three or four plays where he ran the ball for like 15 yards, and I was facing him in fantasy, so I was not happy about that by the Giants, but um, what else? So there was one other thing I wanted to say. I mean, this was like a big picture thing, but, you know, this roster right now, as much as I don't like Dave Gettleman and would love to blame him, and sure, he's still partially to blame for this, but a lot of this is Joe Shane's fault. Like, he has to figure this out in the offseason, like... This is his third offseason. I'm a person that believes turnarounds in the NFL can happen pretty quickly, right? Like, I, I don't think it takes five years to turn a franchise around. I think two or three offseasons is very reasonable. So if you are Joe Shane, you pretty much double down on Gettleman's mistakes, right? Which was keeping Daniel Jones long term, bringing back Saquon Barkley, which, you know, it's a freaking franchise tag, whatever. It's not the biggest deal, but especially the Daniel Jones thing. But even like the signing of Mark Lewinsky, like a three-year deal for whatever he got, like $30 million or 24 mil, whatever it was, still a decent sized contract, like something like that. You know, the, the draft pick of Evan Neal looks horrible so far. And I loved Evan Neal, so I'm as guilty as anybody. But, you know, before I give up on Evan Neal, I want to see him play under a different offensive line coach. Like, I feel like Bobby Johnson has done nothing good for this team. Now, the good news and sort of the bad news is that it seems like based on all the reports that the Giants are going to have some new position coaches next year and some new coordinators possibly. Like, Bobby Johnson should be gone. I don't care if he's friends with Brian Dable. The guy is not good at his job, obviously, so you have to move on there. And, like, which offensive lineman has gotten better under his watch? Like, you can't point him out. So, um, hopefully a new offensive line coach next year. I like Mike Kafka. I would prefer him to stay, but I don't know about that. Like, I still think guys do get open on this team. I don't think it's Mike Kafka's fault that the offensive line sucks. Like, that's not his fault. Like, he schemes guys open. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's that bad of a, a coordinator. He made Tommy DeVito look decent for three weeks, and they went 3-0 at one point. Largely due to their defense, of course, but still, the offense was like, okay, aside from the Patriots game, right? So, you know, possibly he's gone. And then, of course, Don Martindale, where his defense has been great pretty much the entire year. Um, this was not a good showing for them. It 
once again looked like they gave up in the second half, so I was not a fan of that. But, you know, the defense had their games this year where, yeah, they looked bad and they kind of looked like they gave up. Like, I would say the week one versus Dallas, um, <clears throat> late third quarter, and entire fourth quarter versus San Francisco. But those are good teams. You know, like the Giants, I feel like the Giants haven't gotten destroyed by a bad team. Um, maybe the Raiders game, like that's one game that comes to mind. But, you know, I feel like in general, the Giants have not gotten beat up by that bad of a team this year. Like 24-3 to versus Seattle was bad, but... Seven of that was a pick six by Jones. So I do think the defense gave him a chance in that game. Um, they did allow 49 to Dallas. Okay, not good, but that's Dallas. They're one of the best. They're actually the best offense in football. Maybe not after this week because I know they scored like, what, seven or ten points against the Bills. But they're either, you know, one or two in the NFL right now in scoring. So, you know, even like the uh, Miami game. They lit up 31 points, but that's at Miami. Like, that's the second-best offense or first-best offense in football. So, you know, the defense ha hasn't been that bad this year. They've had their moments of not looking good. And I do think in the last three weeks here, they are set up to fail because they're playing the Eagles twice and the Rams once, and the Rams have looked very good lately. And I do believe the Rams play on Thursday, so they will have extended rest when they play the Giants in Week 17. So assuming Stafford and company stays healthy, um, they should put up a lot of points against the Giants in that game. But, you know, I don't think the Giants will be favored the rest of the year. I don't see that happening. Um, with Dallas losing yesterday, it probably gives Philly more of a reason to play their starters in Week 18. So I would not expect a free ride in that game. But they're at Philly next week. They're still 10.5-point underdogs. They're home versus the Rams after that. I would think the Rams are probably favored by, like, I don't know, maybe, like, 5.5 or 6. Maybe it's 6.5. I don't know. Something like that. And then after that, they have Philly again, which is the final week of the year. And assuming Philly starters play, I would still assume that Philly is favored by, you know, maybe the full 7, 7.5. Like, the Giants are going to be underdogs by a good amount. In every game. I feel like the only way they wouldn't be is if like Hurts or Stafford got a hurt. But, you know, barring that from happening, they probably will be underdogs by a good amount. So, you know, Joe Shane just has to get it right. I know we're already having the arguments on Twitter about, oh, you, you can't draft a quarterback. The offensive line's not fixed. I mean, for the love of God, like why can't a GM do both at the same time? Like why is it just one or the other? You know, like you see people want to draft Joe Alt. Like, Joe Walt's a good player. Like, don't get me wrong. I would love to have him, but taking a third offensive tackle in the last four drafts, like, does that does that not bother anybody? Like, there's two tackle spots, and some people want to take a third one in four years. Like, it just doesn't make sense. I just wouldn't do it. Like, I like him a lot, but I just would not take Joe Walt in this draft. Um, I don't want to force a quarterback pick. But this team is in such need of a quarterback that's good that I almost feel like, you know, you kind of have to get one this offseason. Like, at what point, if you're Joe Shane, like, you can't keep delaying this. You have to take your shot. And the Giants, assuming they lose out, which they probably will, they will have a pick high enough to probably get a good quarterback. Like, I know they, they'll probably miss out on Caleb and May, which sucks. That's Those are the guys I wanted. But... There's still going to be a guy or two that's probably going to be a pretty decent NFL player, whether that's like Bo Nix or McCarthy or Daniels or Penix, like whoever. Like there's going to be 
I feel like one of those guys has to be a good quarterback in this league, right? Like you're taking a, it's a one out of four shot here. Like somebody has to step up in that group. And I feel like if you're Joe Shane and you're that good at evaluating talent, you'll find that guy and you'll take him, right? And as I said, I, I wish they lost these games against the Packers and the Patriots so that we could have just gotten May or Caleb and made the decision way easier. But now Joe Shane's job is harder and he has to go out and find that guy. So that's the bad part about winning there. But as we always say, players play to win, coaches coach to win. You can't be mad at the guys like it is what it is. But I just know, like, as a fan, I'm just not happy about those wins, especially now because they're, what, 5-9, and nine, like the season's over. So, you know, I, I just hope they get their shot at a quarterback they like because this team, once again, needs one very badly. Like, the Giants, and I've said this before, the Giants have not had a very good quarterback here since 2015. That was Eli Manning's last really good year. The Giants defense was horrendous that year. But, you know, I don't count Daniel Jones last year. Daniel Jones was a game manager for 90% of the year. He had some great games versus the Vikings and a great game versus the uh, the Colts. But for 90% of last year, Jones was a game manager. Like 15 touchdowns passing is not good enough. So, you know, you had that last year. Okay, that's probably an above-average quarterback season, but not a great one. But... I would say the last time the Giants had a great quarterback season was 2015, and we have not had great quarterback play since that time. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I just don't want to go into another draft and take another offensive lineman in the first uh, in the in the first round and think that'll fix everything because it probably won't. Um, this team needs a big splash, and like, if you're Joe Shane, I mean, if the Giants have another rough year next year which if they run this back with Jones and uh, and DeVito, it may end up being that way. Like, you're probably going to get fired anyway. So take your shot now before it costs you your job. You know, like there, there's still a chance you hit on Jaden Daniels or J.J. McCarthy and they look very good and that saves your job, right? But if you pass on a quarterback entirely and run this back next year with Jones, who is injury prone, and DeVito, who is DeVito, I mean, that can lose your job right there. That could be another four, five, six-win season written all over it. So if you're Joe Shane, you might as well go out swinging. Take a guy you like at quarterback. And if it fails, it fails. A lot of quarterback prospects fail. It is what it is. But if you're Joe Shane, if I'm Joe Shane, I'd rather go out swinging and take a quarterback prospect that I'm a fan of and think can succeed here because that could ultimately save him and Brian Dable's jobs going forward. Because I'm telling you what, if it is Daniel Jones next year, if they're relying on some shit backup like DeVito or just someone at that level, it's not going to go well, right? Like, you're just not going to retain your job in that case, right? It's just not going to happen. So if you're Joe Shane, you either have to really spend a lot on a free agent quarterback, which I don't think they want to do because they're already paying Daniel Jones so much freaking money, or you draft a quarterback in round one, let that guy sit for a bit, right? Maybe, you know, maybe Jones is back for week one. You let him start out the year. You know, he might be decent, he might suck, and then you could bench him halfway through the year, start your rookie quarterback, and see how it goes. Or you sign the expensive, you know, free agent quarterback, and, you know, I don't know who that would be. I love Baker Mayfield, but that ain't going to happen. Like, that's probably not going to happen. It'll probably stay in Tampa at this point. So I don't know what the other options are. So if I'm the Giants and I'm Joe Shane, I'm looking to get that quarterback, but we'll see what happens. Just disappointing that. You know, it seemed like guys gave up on the field in that game, and it feels like a lot of these coaches are not going to be retained next year, for better or worse, I don't know. Once again, I like our coordinators. I don't want to see Wink go. I don't want to see Kafka go, but it seems like 
based on some of the reports that Brian Dable has not really gotten along with these guys. And, you know, Brian Dable wants things done his way. And I guess that hasn't happened. So, but if they fire Bobby Johnson, the offensive line coach, that'll be great. But I don't want to lose Wink and Kafka. That would suck. But anyway, um, pretty much going to do it. Sucks that we got killed by Derek Carr. Can't stand that guy. Saquon was not good. Lawrence and Thibodeau were invisible. Um, it's pretty much it. So another lost season. I think the Giants now have, I forget what the number is. I could just do the math in my head right now. But the Giants have like, what is it? Like 11 of their past 13 seasons now. I've been losing seasons or something like that. I could be off with the math, but maybe it's 10 out of 12. I don't know, but it's a terrible number. And there is another uh, wild card spot gone. So even if the Giants won this game, like it just it would not have mattered. They would not have made the playoffs anyway. So at the end of the day, losing this game was for the best. And I'm hoping that, you know, we'll go through Tankathon real quick. I'm hoping that the Jets, the Bears, and the Commanders can win another game. That'd be great. And then we have the Chargers and the Titans tied with five wins so we need all those teams to win so we'll go through the schedules real quick make it quick here um the commanders play the jets so that's good one of those teams has to win then they play san fran and dallas they're gonna get killed those games so maybe the commanders beat the jets i'll be okay with that but the commanders right now have a lower strength of schedule so maybe we just root for the Jets to win that game. I don't know if they'll keep Howell. That's another new discussion now because Howell got benched yesterday for Brissett. Brissett, by the way, a guy I wanted to sign in the offseason and not Daniel Jones. And Brissett came in and like threw two touchdowns right away. Like He looked good. Actually, no, I think he threw one and one got down at the one-yard line. So maybe it wasn't two, but whatever. So anyway, um, he might be benched now. We'll see what happens with that situation with Howell. Just way too many interceptions this year. But um, they're four and ten in Washington. They're terrible. Chicago's at five and nine. Chicago should have won that game yesterday multiple times. I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen this play by now. But go look up that final play in the uh, the Bears and Browns game. It was crazy. Hail Mary that got batted down into a Bears receiver's hands, and it looked like he had it somehow fell out of his hands, and they lost that game. But the Bears play Arizona, which is nice, easier matchup. Then they play the Falcons, who are a complete mess. I mean, oof, my condolences for people that started B. John Robinson yesterday in their fantasy playoffs. I'm one of them. He lost me my most important league. Well, not him. I think it's more Arthur Smith, but whatever. It's just Bijan gave me 0.4 points in the fantasy playoffs. I mean, that's just a horrible feeling. That's fantasy football for you, though. A lot of it's luck. You know, you make the playoffs. I feel like making the playoffs is kind of skill you know I know there are times where you have the most points in your league and you have the most points scored against you so you may have a fluky exit that way but you get in the playoffs and anything can happen you know even Bijan Robinson in a perfect matchup perfect matchup puts a point four in your fantasy playoff for you so that sucked but anyway they play the Falcons and they play the Packers so I, I think the Bears really have three winnable games and the bears are playing much better football so i think the bears at least win one more game i'm not worried about them the jets i'm worried about them they play the commanders of course then they play at the browns and they play at the patriots so they can win two of those games they could beat the browns maybe i'm not counting on it it's a thursday game so those games kind of get crazy but 
at Cleveland on a Thursday, the Browns playing for playoff position. I would still think Cleveland wins that game. Joe Flacco revenge game too. I don't know. But still, the Jets play the Commanders and the Patriots. They could win either of those games. The Chargers, who we are in front of right now, draft pick-wise, they have a tough schedule. No Justin Herbert rest of the year. Keenan Allen might come back. I'm not sure. But, you know, Austin Eckler looks terrible. They play Buffalo. They'll lose that game, of course. They play at Denver. Tough environment there. Then home versus the Chiefs. So they'll probably lose out the rest of the year. So the Chargers, we have to hope their strength of schedule is higher than ours by the end of this year. The Titans lost a game yesterday. They should not have lost. The Titans definitely should have won that game as well. They finish out the year with Seattle, Houston, and Jacksonville. I could see Tennessee winning one of those games. I don't know which one is going to be, but Seattle, Houston, Jacksonville, it's not horrible. They can win one of those games. You know, like, I'm not that worried about Tennessee. I am worried about the Chargers. Like, they suck, and they have a tough schedule. The I think that's it, right? I think I went through every team there. I'll look at the uh, Cardinals for the hell of it. Cardinals got uh, beat pretty bad yesterday by the uh, 49ers. So the Cardinals are at Chicago. I still think Chicago wins that game. Then at Philly, and then home versus Seattle. So that's tough. I think the only chance we have is that they beat Chicago this week and they beat Seattle the final week, which I guess could happen. That would get them tied with the Giants for wins. And then it would come down to strength of schedule, and the Cardinals have a pretty high one. So, yeah, the Giants, if Arizona and the Giants have the same record, I'm assuming the Giants will have a higher pick. So our only hope is that Arizona goes 2-1 and one to close out the year. So I doubt it's going to happen, but still. The Patriots play... The Broncos, Buffalo, and the Jets. I see that being one and two. They could probably beat the Jets, but I don't see them beating Denver or Buffalo. So, you know, for the tank, they can probably get to like the fifth pick, maybe the fourth if they're lucky, but we should be top two. It sucks. But anyway, that's going to do it. Hope you all enjoyed. We'll do a Eagles preview on, I'll try and get it out for Friday, I think. Yeah. They play Sunday, right? I'm pretty sure. I'll look this up real quick. I'm pretty sure the Giants play on Sunday next week. Because it's weird. Because there's games on Saturday now. Which is like, it's so gets so weird at this time of year. Um, the Giants play on... Did I miss them? Oh, they play Monday. December 25th. That's Christmas. Okay. So the Giants play on Christmas at 4.30. That's a great Christmas gift. Watch Philly win by 30. Um... So, yeah, all right, I'll try and make a uh, reaction that night, Christmas night. If not, then uh, I'll do it the next day. I don't know if I have work that day or not. Hopefully not, but we'll see. Anyway, um, that's going to do it. Hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll talk to you guys next time.